episode 350 for December 2014. Now, before we get to the Mark Bagley interview, I'd like to ask for your support to make sure more episodes like this come out in the future. Log on to our website at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look on the right-hand side for a button that says support this site via PayPal, and you can ensure that more episodes like this come out in the future. You can also help me pay the bills, keep the lights on, and pay those expensive monthly bandwidth costs. All right, on with one of my favorites, Mark Bagley. Hey, Crawl Spacers, we're here with one of my favorites, Mark Bagley, at the Tulsa Comic Con. Mark, the first time in Tulsa? Yes, the first time in Oklahoma. Yes, I am in Oklahoma, right? You are. Uh, okay. You're close to Missouri, which is where it's my, where my home is. So. <laughs> Let's talk a little about your origins uh, with Spider-Man. When, when did you first see the character? Talk about God, I don't know when I first saw him. I, yeah. I fell in love with comics when I was like nine years old. Uh, first comic I ever saw, we were coming back from Japan, driving through the Southwest with no air conditioning. <laughs> Me, two of my brothers, and my dad. And he stopped in this place and picked up warm Dr. Peppers and comic books. And it was a the Superboy comic with the Kryptonian dragon on the cover. They made a model of that years ago. And uh, I th- as I think now, I-, I think I fell in love with them then. And just off the spinner rack, probably. Yeah, and uh, dusty old spinner spinner rack. <laughs> I got five brothers and a sister. None of them are into comic books. So yeah. Well, at least they didn't read them tearing up for you. No, they didn't do that. I mean, we took my twin brother Mike to see the Avengers movie. He came out of the movie and asked me who the guy in the hammer was, who the hammer was. They really have no clue about comics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, you have a, a historic beginning with the 1983 Marvel tryout book. Yes. You essentially won the Marvel lottery, I guess. <laughs> Basically, I did. Yeah, and it's, it's good moral to that story is I didn't buy the book. I wasn't going to buy it. I thought it was a gimmick, and the comic book store owner gave it to me. And I was 27 years old and about ready to quit trying to get in. And so the moral of that story is, kids, that if you know you get a shot to do what you want to do for a living, you know you take the shot and you be ready for it. And because uh, I've been sending in samples for years and not getting anywhere, so I remember the 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 ad in the comics was half of the page drawn and you filled out the bottom half, or how did that work? It was it was a full size. It, it came in pages size, a book this size, and it was done in sections. And okay. if it, it started as a complete comic, five pages, and then it dropped out like the coloring. And if you were a colorist, you would do the coloring. And then it dropped out the inking, and then the, so it all was pencil pages, so you would ink. And then there were blank pages with plot, which for the penciler, and so I drew those. So you didn't find out uh, if I, if Wikipedia is correct. You went up to Jim Shooter and said, and he told you you won. Is that how it worked? No, no. Okay. Wikipedia, trust me, is wrong. I love drawing Captain America. Uh, there was something else weird on Wikipedia about me, too, but I can't be bothered to change it. Um, no, uh, I got a phone call in the evening one night. My wife wasn't home, and, you know, it's like I get this phone call like six months after the contest was over. It's like, Mark Bagley, yes, this is so and so from Marvel, and you won the trial contest. And, uh, she was clearing out. Yeah. And I was like going crazy, but I didn't hear anything for like nine months or, or six months, something like that. And Jim Shooter came to town to Atlanta for a convention. I live outside Atlanta. And um, 
So I went into town and, you know, I, I hunted him down. And he actually remembered the, the contest, well, the, my name from the contest. And said, it's okay, it's okay. It's fine. I was like, yeah, I haven't heard anything. So I feel really, he said, we really feel bad about this. I said, we'll get you up to New York. You can meet the editors, do this sort of thing. And I was so young and naive. I'm like, I can't afford to fly to New York. <laughs> And he's like, no, young man. He's like, he's like this tall. He's like, no, little boy. We'll take care of you. We'll fly you. So, but that. And uh, first time drawing Spider-Man. What, what, was it amazing? Three forty-five, or was it something earlier? I did some fill-in issues on web of. Did two fill-in issues on web of, and I did a couple of annuals. They were really, really bad. But you know, um, the annuals weren't the greatest. No, I'm just talking about the artwork. Oh, I mean, okay. I just, I had a lot of room to improve. So. Uh, it's a learning experience. You came off following two of the most popular Spider-Man artists of all time, McFarlane and Larson. What yeah. was that like? You were a young kid. Yeah. Well, I was nah, at that point. I was thirty, so you know, I was yeah. twenty-nine, thirty, something like that. Maybe thirty-two. It was ninety. Early 90s. Yeah, early nineties, and um, it really wasn't bothered me. You know, Eric had it tough because they compared him totally with with Todd. You know, and he sort of came in and did his thing, but it looked a, similar to Todd's, and so, at least a lot of the fans thought so. I wasn't worried about it. You know, I just went in and because my guys were like, you know, Gil Kane and John Romita and, and John Buscema, they, you know, and so I just came in and I and I did. I look at what they did, a lot of their panel layouts and things like that. I, I that's how I try and stay current. Is I look at what other people are doing, the new guys, and and uh, so I just, you know put my own riff on it and it, it everybody seemed to really like it you had a history again i'll go by wikipedia and no you did <laughs> you had a hysterectomy that's according to wikipedia right okay <laughs> amazing 351 to 415 that's, that's a very historic sounds about right yeah and uh what, what made you stop about 415 the the clone saga was f- full effect yeah, I was. I'd gotten. I'd had my fill of. Uh, I'd, well, crossovers. Um, oh, yeah. The thing about Amazing Spider-Man at the time was there was web of and and uh, spectacular and adjectiveless, and we were doing these crossovers stories that went through all the books at the same time, and I just got sick to death of not starting a story or finishing a story. You know, just doing a piece. It was part two, weren't you? Web and then Amazing, and then. No, I was quite often part one, but it was. Yeah, I think it, it shifted. It moderated, but. Um, and plus, I just I was I had my fill of it, and uh, so. What brought you back in 2000? To Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I was doing Thunderbolts at the time, and um, I got a phone call, and I knew that at the time, editorial, uh, the editor in chief of Marvel, Bob Harris, who denied to this day, wasn't crazy about my stuff and was it wasn't a fan, and so I was having trouble getting looked at for other stuff, and. Uh, I got a phone call from Bob Harris or somebody in his office saying they had this thing. It wasn't Ultimate Spider-Man at the time. It was something else. And it's going to be a six-issue miniseries by this writer I'd never heard of. And they wanted me to do it. It's going to be a reboot of Spider-Man in a different way. And they'd just done John Byrne's year one, chapter one, which, you know, kind of landed like a fart in church. And um, a, couple, here for, for, a couple other gimmicks. And, and I, I, didn't, I declined it. Yeah. And then they called back, and I declined it again. And then they called back, and it was Bob Harris's time. And he said, basically, he said, look, you either take this or forget any extra work. Because I was always sort of looking. I can do more than a book a month. So I was always looking for the, the stuff to fill in the, fill in the time. And um, I said, okay. Because turns out Bill Jemis was a huge fan of my stuff. From He had edited me on a trading card series years before, which I couldn't have told you that to save my life. But he was the one insisting to have me on this book, which I, I'm very grateful for. So 
trading cards. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, a historic run. You beat Kirby and Lee yeah. for a, uh, 111 issues. Is that right? We did 113, oh, I think. Like there, well, the yeah. well, no, I think we did 113. Okay. I think. It might be 111, but yeah. I'm old. You, well, you beat the record. Though. I did. We beat the record. It was. That's a funny story. It was like, yeah. I'm on the book because I love it. I was on it that long because I love working with Brian. And, you know, it was just I was having fun. And so around issue 55, 60, people started making this noise about this record. And I just, we didn't think about it. We didn't care about it. And around 75, 80, people started seriously talking about the record. And I started getting interested in it. And around issues 95 through, you know, 100, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm at this at this point, I'm in my late 40s, early 50s. And I'm like, you know. I could get sick. I could croak. I could, something could happen, and I really wanted the record. So by the time we got it done, we we're very proud, very happy about it. Uh, again, let's see if Wikipedia is true. First online Spider-Man web comic. Yes. Back in the nineties. What was that one? It was on dial-up, probably. I don't it know. was different. Yeah. Well, I, I never saw it online because I don't think I was online at the time. You had to be an American online subscriber. Or something. That's possible. I don't even know, but. It wasn't a very fulfilling experience. And one of in the late 90s, early 2000s, merchandising, your art was on so much merchandise. I have a trash can in my spider shrine of you. What's it like to be like on trash cans and bed sheets? It's, you know, for about six or seven years, my cor- the corporate image of Spider-Man was mine. They moved on to, like, movie images and stuff, which is fine. But uh, it's... I don't make any money from it or anything, but it, it's kind of... No, I no oh Christ, if I did it, I wouldn't be here. I'd be too rich. But, uh... It was cool. I mean, you know, everything. And the, the one time I was creeped out by it was we were walking through a Target, and I look over, and there's little girl's underoos. It's on the front of a little girl pair of underoos. I was just like, that's a little creepy. So I think even Band-Aids and trash cans and bed sheets, etc. We've got, uh, I asked people on our message board from around the world. They came through. I had to shut the thread down in a day. You had 20-plus questions in one day. So we, we all love you. And uh, this is from Puny Parker. That's his handle. What's the experience with Brian Bendis like? It's great. It's like sleeping with a lover. Whoa. <laughs> I'm, let me, I was joking, okay? No, we... He completes me. He had me at hello. Um, you know, he's just he's a great guy to work with. He loves what he does, and he loves what I do. So, it was, it, uh, Spider Alex Man, uh, he says he's a big fan of your work. What's your relationship with your writers? What's it been like? And have they let you have much freedom to be creative in the panels, or have they been more specific with what they want on the page? Generally, yeah, writers have... Uh, they give you the flexibility. There's always the pain in the ass, you know, who just does it. And, and you don't work with them very long. I won't. Um, Brian, the best guys you work with are the guys who collaborate and realize that your job is the visual storytelling. As long as you give them at the end, you know, A, B, C, and D, as long as you end up A and D are the same, usually B and C don't matter how they work out. You must love Ben just because you worked with them for the records. Well, yeah. Uh, Scarlet Spider, uh, you recently did a variant cover for the Scarlet Spiders almost 20 years after. Do you think the uh, Spider-Ben suit still holds up, or, or is it a product of the, of the 90s? Personally, it's my favorite suit. Uh, sorry, but I'd never liked the Spider-Ben suit. The Scarlet Spider? Yeah, the Scarlet Spider-Ben with the blue hoodie and the pouches everywhere. And that's Have you sort of... seen their cosplayers everywhere with that suit? Oh, yeah, I know. It's 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 nostalgia and everything. And Tom Lyle designed it, and I love Tom Lyle. He's a friend of mine. But we had a con- it was a, there was a contest, basically, Design this alternative costume, and and the parameters were, you know, we don't really want it looking like a superhero costume, like a hoodie. and I just couldn't even wrap my head around it. So, you know, uh, you were often called the John Romita of the '90s and the 2000s. Does it 
feel weird or surreal to be compared to such a legendary artist? It really pisses John Romita Jr. off. I, that's what I'll tell you. Senior. <laughs> yeah, um, I, you know, it's an honor. I mean, I know to... Uh, to a lot of people, I'm their Spider-Man artist, but you know John Romita's done almost as much as I. Junior has done almost, and he, he's a terrific artist, and everybody's got their taste. How much does he have to pay you to come back to Amazing? <laughs> I'm getting a hankering to draw Spider-Man. It's been a long time, and my art's changed, and it would be interesting. So they would have to pay me what they usually pay me. I think, yeah. Uh, Jave is from uh, Austin, Texas. He says, uh, "What do you prefer, drawing more Amazing Spider-Man, Adult Peter's World, or Ultimate Teenage Spider-Man?" Uh, drawing is drawing, so um, I like them both. The, the, the nice thing about Ultimate Spider-Man was the freedom of drawing them my way and not having to worry about these giants who've gone before me. Uh, so, uh, How much input did you have into the look of the Ultimate Gwen Stacy, and what were your thoughts on taking her in a different direction than the classic? I The input was I knew it was Gwen Stacy, so, and we wanted her blonde. So I actually, when I my initial character sketches, I think they're in some of the trades, was that she's a really young... Uh, uh, Madonna before she got skanky, uh, you know, kind of the long nose, the straight face, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe early seventies. I don't know. She's only fifteen. Adam S from San Diego, California. What's your favorite Spider-Man moment or issue that you've drawn? I, you know, it's hard to pin that down. It's apples. You know, I did a Morbius couple issue Morbius uh, arc that was fun. The death of Ultimate Spider-Man was. I thought I was kind of on my game. The scene in the fallout where Aunt May's going in St. Patrick's Cathedral and runs into a little girl with a burn on her face. Well, that's my granddaughter. She doesn't have a burn on her face, but, uh, you know, she's there. And uh, to make her look sad, we told her her... Well, I didn't tell her. My my daughter told her that her birthday party was canceled because we tried to take pictures and she wouldn't look sad because she's a goon. So uh, it's Michael Reed, uh, but well, I'm, I, I highlight he loves you basically. He, he uh, and he says my first upcoming. He's an upcoming artist in high school. Is there any advice or courses or schools you could recommend to prepare for the future? Uh, well, my advice is stick your ass in the chair and draw, and then and study the craft. Study guys who are really good at this. How they do storytelling. Get there's books on it now. If you want to go to school for it, you know, there's the Kubert School and there's SCAD, but, you know, I don't even know if I recommend that. I, I mean, I took fine arts. I figured what I could learn about comics, I would learn from comics. Um, I took fine arts so I could learn how to draw really well and, and kind of branch out from just doing stuff. Because you got to draw trees and you got to draw houses you got to draw cars. And I see guys that come out of SCAD and there's some really talented guys, and but I see a you know, SCAD and Kubert uh, School and stuff, they, they have to get people to pay them money, so they got to get people in their schools. So uh, it, it's a tough thing. They've got, they've got a conflict, I think. We've got Web Century from England. Uh, which villain do you think is Spider-Man's greatest foe, Norman Ock, or someone more offbeat? Uh, uh The IRS? <laughs> Maybe the NSA? They get Maybe the NSA? <laughs> We've got uh, Big Johnny's a local. Do you have any influences that inspire you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. I mean, you know, I, I look around at guys who are good, and yeah, you know, the guys when I was younger, you know, it was John Buscemi, Gil Kane, and John Romita, and and you know, Jim Starlin, and and Mike Zeck down the hall there. You know, now I look at guys like Copier, and I look at guys like uh, Stuart Immerman, and I look at guys like uh, um, uh, Jim Chung, and I, I try to see what they're doing that works because it's so modern and so new. Incorporate what I do, so I stay that way, you know. So, 
Lava 121. Because <laughs> uh, the other 120 handles were that taken. Lava. <laughs> You're teaching me how to read. That is lava, isn't it? He, he capitalized the V. It threw me off. It doesn't take much. Uh, hey, Bags, what's your favorite ultimate story you penciled? Any future plans on working on the web? I think we did this one already. Uh, but, no, um, I, I love the Clone Saga. I thought that came up fairly well. I was on my game then. You know, it, as an artist, you know, sometimes you're good, sometimes you're not so good, you know, and I felt like I was doing pretty well then. Uh, lockdown, uh, which writer gave you the most freedom in their scripts? Well, that, that's kind of like we already answered that. Yeah, yeah we did that. Yeah. Uh, Enigma, anyone left on your short bucket list of creators that you've yet to collaborate with? And what's it like? What's it with the way you draw Venom? He loves your Venom. It's not a short list. I mean, the one thing about having really long runs on books is you don't get to work with a ton of different people. So, you know, Dan Slot and just, you know, now I can't rattle off names, but just a lot of people. We have Cheese from Hollywood, California. Uh, what's your. Chizzy. Chizzy, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> what's your. Fr- uh, what was the creative thought process when you started designing the Ben Riley well, you said Tom Wilde. Tom Wilde designed okay. it. So. You're just associated with it. You don't want to be associated with that hoodie. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. There you go. And Tyson says, how do you feel when characters you've co-created get reinterpreted visually? Uh, it does. I don't lose any sleep over it. Um, you know, I don't own the characters, and, you know, everybody has a right. Although, to be honest, I'm not crazy about the new Spider-Woman costume. You know, the ultimate Spider-Woman. I really like that red and white costume. But, uh, you know, it's it's the business. We're on question 15 of 20. We're almost through the end. We're going through Big Al. What was it like working on Amazing Spider-Man 400, and what did you think of Aunt May coming back? That was a great issue. Uh, Jim DeMattis did a wonderful job writing it. Um, I, I did my best to draw it. There's a couple pages I'm really proud of in that issue. John Romita did change a whole bunch of faces in the bullpen, which she needed to change. And I'm really pissed off that they brought her back that quick. And the fact that they brought her back, that she was an actress that was like, I was like, yeah, shoot me, John Byrne, please. <laughs> what was it like working on the death of Doc Ock? I didn't work on that storyline. That's what you thought? <laughs> I don't know. What's it like co-creating Carnage back in the day? How does it feel to have him become a staple? If I'd have known, he'd have been so damn... I, I've been drawing him so long, I've made him easier to draw. He's a real pain in the ass to draw, to, to make him look like anything. Because he's just this swirly thing, and you know. But uh, it was it was fun, and uh, I, I'm amazed that he's still around. And uh, you know, it's nice. That kind of, that, the Carnage is probably answer to the most challenging villain. What about supporting character that you enjoy drawing the most? Uh, to the Spider-Man universe, uh, I love drawing the Kingpin. Yeah, I guess. That fight scene where he was mocking him in Ultimate great It's scene. hilarious. And, you know, I just love drawing it. And that's the first time I went online looking for photos because I had trouble drawing. It's different. When you're drawing really heavy people, yeah. it's the neck and everything's different. I was having real trouble. I didn't just want to do what John Romita was doing. Had, so I wanted to find my own way. So I thought, hey, there's this new thing called the Internet. <laughs> we just got online, and I so I typed in I typed in for images, Fat Man. <laughs> the third image that came up, because there was no filters or anything back then, was like something horrible that I won't talk about. So it was scary. Uh, what's the thought process behind the redesign of the Green Goblin in Ultimate Spider-Man, where he became a literal goblin? Oh, I wish I wish I could go back and redo that. Uh, I was, The first issue, well, the first arc, I wasn't getting what Brian was going for. And so I put him in like this, like costumey looking thing with a belt and the, you know, and Brian, that's not what we, he was going for. And I mean, I went through sketches and sketches and sketches, but I was sort of locked in on my headset. It, uh, my head, my, 
my idea, and uh, but people seem to like it, so that's 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 what counts. And we ended up with him basically just naked and flaming anyway. So you know. Uh, last question from Extreme Spider in New York City. He says, uh, back in 2000, he helped give birth to Ultimate Spider-Man, the main title of the Ultimate line. How do you feel when you were asked to come back and kill off Peter Parker? And what are your thoughts on the apparent resurrection? I was honored to do it. I mean, it was like if they were going to do it, I was honored that they wanted me to do it because uh, it was going to be a really big deal, and Brian was going to write it, so it was going to be really written well. Um, and it's the funny thing about him coming back is, all right, so I... I I'm still reading. That's one of the few comics I actually still read is Ultimate Spider-Man. And um, I read that thing in the first issue where he shows up. And I so I text Brian. Because, you know, he, Brian's busy. We don't talk that much on the phone. He says, so is he really back from the dead? He texts me. And he almost never texts me back immediately. But he texts me back almost immediately. You really want to know? And I text him back, yes. And he goes, I'm not telling you. So to this day, I don't know. Appreciate you talking to us. Look, what's coming up in the future? You're currently penciling Hulk. Currently penciling Hulk. I got about three more issues to draw of that, and then I'm doing something involved with the civil with the um, um, Secret War thing coming up, which I can't really talk about. So the Hulk is a limited run. It's not going to be a long term. I'm afraid so. I'd like to stay on, to be honest with you. But they're blowing everything up. Everybody's going everywhere. So you know. One of my favorites. Thank you for the commission. Thank you for taking the time.